Hello, I'm Tyson Day, and welcome to the Careers Perspectives with Palladians, a podcast series where we interview Palladians who have an inspiring career and dive deep into their work and understand specifically what is involved in their chosen industry. In this episode, we speak with Emil Mendoza, the founder of Boracay Skin. She shares the process of starting her business and the transition from university student to flight attendant and part-time business owner to full-time business operator. Her insights are valuable for anyone who is wanting to start their own business and enter the world of e-commerce. Hope you enjoy the episode. McRobb, Arrive and Thrive, and our guest would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded this podcast and pay our respects to their elders, leaders, past, present, and emerging. Emil Mendoza, welcome to the Careers Podcast with Palladians. And how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, really well. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I know your career story is going to be really interesting for a lot of our our listeners. So can you please share what you do and um, how you came to start doing that? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, So I am the director and owner of Boracay Skin. And Boracay Skin is an e-commerce beauty company uh, that started in 2015 as a side hustle and now it's my full-time job amazing and why skincare products like i know there's many students out there who i've had conversations with in the past being like you know i'd love to start my own skincare range or beauty product range um why skincare and how did you fall on specifically skincare yeah so i used to be a flight attendant actually so i did my bachelor of business at rmit um, and whilst I was applying for grad jobs, like honestly, a lot of them didn't appeal to me because I, I couldn't think of, I just didn't want to be in an office all day really doing Monday to Friday, nine to five. Um, I had kind of done like admin work in an office part time and I hated that a lot. Like I just hated that same routine of like going in and seeing, seeing the same people. So I did apply for grad jobs though. And uh, whilst I was applying for grad jobs, I was kind of in this limbo of Uh, working in a retail job Um, and they like I applied for a promotion and they didn't give it to me even though I was the best candidate for it they gave it to someone else that had never worked in our company before Um, so my mom was like well you love traveling so much why don't you apply to be a flight attendant so I applied for Virgin Australia and this was back in 2013 and I got the job and it was supposed to be like a one-year thing like oh I'll just do it whilst I apply for grad jobs I ended up there for five years my business journey kind of started from there because my skin was constantly getting dry um, from flying and from the cabin air it just gets super dry so I made my own body oil and it kind of all just started from there and then I had a business degree Um, but yeah I just fell into it like I didn't really grow up thinking like oh I'm going to start a beauty brand or a skincare line or anything like that I, I just fell into it. So that's how I started. I love those stories. And talk to me about um, some of the transferable skills that you felt that you developed as a flight attendant with starting and launching your business. So, you know, being a flight attendant, like I feel like it's such an underrated job um, because there's so many skills that you learn from. I, I could just name it all, but it's just, it'll just go on all day. Like the, people just see, you know, the service aspect to it. But, you know, where really adaptable because we work in a different environment every single day like yeah you're on the plane but you 
fly to different destinations all the time. You never work with the same people. Like there's thousands of us, like in at Virgin Australia, there were thousands of crew and you would work with crew from different ports. So you would work, I was based in Melbourne, obviously, but you know, you'd work with people from Perth, you'd work with people from Sydney, uh, internationally, when I moved over to the international division, we, ha- we worked with people from Hong Kong. So being adaptable and just learn how to be a good, like, what's that, uh, what's that phrase? Like, um, when you first meet people and you just get along with them straight away, like I learned to be like that. I never used to be like that. Skills that were transferable to my business say that being adaptable will probably be like the biggest one because I feel like in business, you have to be adaptable and it really has uh, shown in the last six months through this pandemic, um, the businesses that are thriving or not, the ones that were able to pivot or adapt because things can change like that overnight. So I'd say like that's probably the biggest skill from my old job that I brought over to my business. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, what does a typical day look like from running an e-commerce business like your skincare product range? So typical day for me, I feel like pre-COVID, I used to get up super early, like 6 to 7 a.m. Yep. I'd go to go get a workout in and then like I would start working from 9 a.m. But yeah, it really just depends what the business needs. I wear a lot of the hats still. So um, I check all the emails that have come in overnight because um, the customer service team work during our night hours or early morning. So then I'll just action anything that's urgent. Um, any emails from my PR, I have a look at that too. Um, yeah, like just whatever needs to be done, whether it's like fi- something to do with finance or marketing, like I still handle a lot of the marketing myself. Um, I always have to get a workout in, whether it's just like a walk or some yoga. I feel like it's really important because you need to kind of break up your day with some physical activity. And during COVID, I've been cooking a lot. So there's a lot of that. And like trying to just get ingredients, just fresh ingredients, trying to cook healthy dinners, lunches. But yeah, not much going on now that we've like, you know, in lockdown and all that. Um, I felt like pre-COVID, my day was like a bit more a bit more different. Like, you know, to have different meetings. I do a lot of networking as well. I think mm-hmm. it's important to um, nurture those relationships um, and just more face-to-face meetings. But obviously a lot of that replaces zoom so <laughs> yeah totally and so can you just explain um to some of the, the students who are probably going to be listening around you know the the notion of networking because i think it's a bit of a a topic that you know um teachers and and i know careers people like myself throw around a lot but for a lot of students yeah. it's like what is networking what is and, networking <laughs> yeah so could you shed a little bit of light on what your take on it is well remember the point about uh, when I was a flight attendant, like, you know, you build rapport with people straight away because you you work with them the whole day and you don't know them when you like walk into the crew, you know, you have a briefing before you get on the flight, but you've never seen these people before, but you have to all of a sudden know how to work together as a team. So that was a skill that I've learned, like, you know, just building rapport with people straight away um, and getting really good at small talk. So basically networking for me is just, connecting with like it's just connecting with people like you know the word networking can sound a bit like stuffy like as if like you need to hand out your business card to somebody and it's not that at all like it's just literally just 
you know, finding common ground with people um, that, you know, they don't have to be in the world of business either. They don't have to do the exact same thing as you. They could be doing something totally different, but it's just um, good to get different points of view and, and hopefully their perspectives will help you with, I, I guess, what you're trying to achieve. But it's basically just connecting, like just meeting people. Um, and it doesn't always have to be like in a business setting. It could just be like friends of friends. Um, but it's just good to like, you know, nurture those relationships and cause you, you know, it's whether it's a friend or like a colleague or something to do with business, um, being connected to people is really important. And I think like this pandemic has really shown that like now that we can't catch up with people face to face, you know, you're really like leading on your support network. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Network, network, networking is basically connected with people. That's how yeah, I great. Great definition. And so I got to ask, what, what does Boracay mean when it comes to your, your business, Boracay Skin, being someone who is quite foreign to, to beauty and skincare products? <laughs> can you shed some light on that? So the, the name um, Boracay is actually an island in the Philippines. Yep. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful islands in the world. Think like white sandy beaches, crystal clear waters. And basically I got the idea of using coconut oil in the skin from a holiday there because my parents are from there. So uh, I went on a holiday there and that's when I discovered um, coconut oil. It was like really beneficial for the skin because all the locals were selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I basically got the inspiration uh, from for the name, for the business name. Um, and also because I was obsessed with tropical islands. Like I remember when I was a flight attendant, I used to go to Bali all the time and I was obsessed with like, just the island life like it's so different to living in melbourne right like mm. live, uh you know eating tropical fruits every day and you know being in your bikini all day um so i kind of wanted the brand to emulate that too like you know if you use our product you feel like you're on a tropical island um so that's how i came up with the name yeah great and i suppose is that one of the the main reasons why you wanted to pursue an e-commerce business. So it gives you that freedom to, to travel and to create that type of lifestyle uh, longer term. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, when I was a flight attendant, like, as I said before, I thought it was going to be, you know, a 12 month thing. Like I was like, Oh, I'll just go have my phone and come back and then start my grad job. But I don't know. I loved traveling so much and I loved not having such a set routine. Like I saw all my other friends, you know, doing the grind of like Monday to Friday, nine to five. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, everyone should not be doing nine to five jobs. We do, we need those people, but I feel like, you know, that just wasn't for me. And, um, that's, it's just all tied in. Like it just with the traveling and living life on my own terms and, you know, um, setting my own hours, that's the kind of life I really wanted. So, I started that, you know, and when I started my business, I actually had no idea what I was doing. Um, even though I did an entrepreneurship degree, it kind of helped. But like when you like anyone that's wanting to start a business, I always tell them, I'm like, it's yeah, it's first of all, it's, it's not as easy as you think. Like whatever you think it's going to be, it's going to be 10 times harder than that. Mm. <laughs> but don't put that, but don't let you put that off. It's just, you know, business is the kind of thing where, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Like I just, that's the kind of life I ate, like aspired to have. And I thought e-commerce was going to be 
probably one of the better ways to do it. Um, so that's what I work towards. I, I love the fact at the start too, that you were saying like, you know, every day I need to factor in some, some healthy habits in terms of going to the gym, doing some yoga, eating healthy, yeah. um, looking after yourself, because I think that's one of the things that a lot of young people think about when they're going to start a business, they're going to you know, hustle hard, you know, work long hours and all that type of thing. But the biggest asset that you have is yourself and ensuring that you, you focus on that, I think is a really important point that you raised. Yeah. I feel like too, um, you know, like showing my age here, but I feel like when you're in high school, I don't know about others like in high school, but I felt like I didn't really take care of myself that well, you know. I don't know if it's just like a youth thing because I feel like in your youth, you get away with a lot, right? But as you get older, you like especially you start hitting your mid-20s, your, like, your body just doesn't function as well if you don't look after it properly. So you really got to nourish yourself with the right foods. You got to get enough sleep. You got to mm-hmm. make sure your body's in tip-top condition. Otherwise, you cannot, you know, like function properly you cannot perform well um and yeah so i i felt like i was pretty health conscious early on um and i i've i feel like i've reaped the benefits from that you know like nearing my 30s now i'm like you know it's i'm not perfect but i i'm glad that like you know i had i i ate well really early on and i i started working out like in my teens um but yeah it's just really important i think it's so good for your mental health as well um just looking after yourself physically because uh mental health is such a a big such a big factor in um you know in in your life in your work and you've got to really take care of that Mm. yeah great insights i'd love to hear from your perspective you know what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in starting a business because there's got to be students who want to start a business when they leave high school. And I know when I started my business, it, I found it quite challenging in many aspects. And I think exactly what you were saying is so right. Like whatever you think it is times it by at least 10 in terms of the difficulty. Can you share some of the insights that you learned around overcoming those challenges and, and, you know, always being able to move forward closer to your, your business vision? I think really setting your goal or what your vision is, whether it's like a short term or a long term goal, I kind of like to work backwards. So I think of like what my long long term goal or vision is. So like say where I want to be in five years or in 10 years, and then I kind of work backwards. So I think about like, okay, what can I do to in the, you know, today that will get me closer to that goal. Um, and I think if you like, if, if you say your bigger vision, it sounds overwhelming but if you kind of break it down into smaller goals, it's, it's much more achievable. Mm. And then that way you just, you feel more accomplished when you, you tick off those smaller goals. Um, but I do want to raise a point too. Like, I don't know if you're a big believer of this too, but I follow like the law of attraction. So whatever I put out to the universe, I really feel like that will manifest in itself. So I, yeah, like, I feel like you should just, dream big have big goals and then like work towards that with smaller goals and then you will feel like you're taking you know a step towards where you really want to be my challenge i guess with with starting a business it like it will feel overwhelming at the start you feel like there's so much to do like is my business plan perfect and to be honest i didn't really have a business plan like that's like the one of the first things you learn when you do a bachelor of business in entrepreneurship and i just kind of winged it i was like no i'm just gonna go for it but because nothing really goes to plan like in your business plan um there'll be a lot of like 
roadblocks and detours and whatnot. So it's good to have it, but like you don't have to follow it, you know, mm. stringently. But yeah, I think just being focused on your goal will help you overcome it, like any challenge that comes your way. You know, you were reflecting, we were reflecting off air before um, the session around your time at McRobb and is there anything that you would do differently when you, if you were back as a student at McRobb? Um, you know, I, I don't like to think too much about the past, but if I was to do my time at McRobb again, I would just tell myself, my high school self, to just really enjoy school because you will never get that time back. You will never go to school again. You'll never be that age again. And whether you like school or not right now, because I definitely didn't like school at the time, but just enjoy it because you'll, you'll never get it back again. And I look back and I'm like, you know what? That was actually fun. Like you just, you don't have that same youth, you know, ever again or that innocence. So yeah, just enjoy it. Why business? So, so when you, uh, if you can, you know, if we can teleport back into your year 12 self and you're thinking about options after McRobb, why yeah. a bachelor of business and entrepreneurship at RMIT and, and you know that, okay. can you take me through that thinking? This, yeah, this is a funny story actually. <laughs> we love funny stories. So I, yeah. So I think like, oh, I can't, I can't remember this, but it's a bit hazy because it was a long time ago, but I think in year 12, they make like your careers coordinator or whoever organizes it. They get you to fill out this form. And I don't know, they probably do it online now, but back in the day, you'd get a piece of paper and then it'd have like 10 slots and you'd write down like the 10 courses that you wanted to apply for. Your preferences. Um, yeah. 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 Yes, so you yeah. write down your, yeah. I don't know if they still, how they do it. These days, but <laughs> It's all so, online now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, back then you get like this really thick book and then like you'd look through which courses you want to do and then you write down which one and the course code. And anyway, so I was filling that out. And um, I remember like, my, I think my first like seven were like accounting degrees actually. And I, I think I had two or three slots left and entrepreneurship was at the bottom. I didn't even really know what entrepreneurship was. So I was like, that sounds interesting, bachelor of business, whatever. It's like, I'm not I that's not the quest I want to do I've got like eight others above it so I'll just put it down just to fill it out um and then I didn't I was not good at math at all at school uh, I really 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 struggled I had the loveliest teacher he was so nice to me but I just no matter how hard I tried I couldn't do it it's just like not my thing and it still is not my thing like I really struggle with like the numbers with my business and stuff <laughs> but luckily you can hire people to do that um but yeah, so I filled that out and I ended up not getting a, I think I missed out by one point on being like the minimum for maths for a lot of the courses on my preferences list. One, like one point. So it was shattering. I was like, I cannot get into my courses now because I don't even have the prerequisite for maths, right? And so I was pretty shattered. I was like, you know, thinking it was like the end of the world that I wasn't going to get into the course that I wanted, which was accounting. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't because I hate accounting. Um, but yeah, so then I got into entrepreneurship and that was the only course I could get into um, just with the scores that I got. So uh, I just thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll um, accept this offer and I will transfer like a year in. Um, but I found the course quite interesting because we had people from, I felt like it was a really interesting course because we had 
uh, a real mix of people in my course. Like we had a mature students and we also had, you know, the students that came fresh out of high school and everyone wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was, that was like the thing. So um, I felt like it was quite competitive and I felt out of my depth, but I just stuck with it. Um, and I ended up graduating with a Bachelor of Business Entrepreneurship. And basically that's how it happened. Like it wasn't even like I wanted to do that. I was like, I knew I wanted to do business. I did accounting economics at school. But, you know, I'm sure a lot of the students can relate. You just have no idea what you want to do in your life. And it just seems daunting to think like, oh, what course should I pick? Like, it seems like such an important decision. You know, you like the thing is, like, when you're that age, you also think that you don't have much time. Like, you actually do. You have plenty of time. And, you know, you can do a degree and then go into something else and it's totally fine. Or you might not get into the course that you really want. Um, but you know, there's other pathways. Like I've actually looked into like how you can get into certain courses that if I didn't um, get a certain score and you could just do like another, it might take you a bit longer, but you could still get into it. So it's definitely a lot, not the end of the world. And sometimes the things happen for a reason, you know, like I feel like that happened for a reason for me. Like I can't imagine if I did an accounting degree, I would have probably hated it so much. So that's how I got into it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. It's, I think it's a really important lesson to, to, to be able to go with the flow on these types of things and, and go, you know, obviously the universe, that's not my path that I'm going to take and being open to other options is a really useful uh, learning experience. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, you know, with being at McRob, I can remember that, you know, there's because everybody around you is so academically smart. I felt like there was probably a bit more pressure on Apple. I, this is how I felt, so I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like there was this pressure that, you know, you had to be a set, like, you know, do a certain career or like um, follow a certain career path or actually even go to uni um, in the first place. Like, I feel like maybe uni is not for everybody, um, but I feel like, you know, just be open to everything and, uh, there's just, I, you know, once you leave school, it's just you realize like there's a huge world out there. There's so many opportunities, especially living in a country in Australia. Um, you know, like the, the options are endless. So, yeah. What do you see as the vision for Boracay Skin, you know, further down the track? Are you wanting to be a, a big global force? Are you wanting to focus more on working with, um, you know, smaller communities? I'd love to do both. You know, I'd love, I'd love for my brand to be a household name one day. Um, but I recently, I've, I feel like I've been more, you know, behind the scenes a lot, but in the last few months, I've really, cause I get so many DMS on Instagram about my business and how I started. So now I'm like kind of taken on this journey of, okay, I, with all the knowledge that I have now, I want to help other people and, maybe other people that want to start a business, like encourage them. Um, because I remember when I started, like I knew nobody in the business world and um, I just pretty much would email people I looked up to and hopefully they would like go for a coffee with me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I, I want to help people. And I feel like that's just come naturally too. It wasn't something that I planned or I didn't even probably think you know, maybe two years ago, I wasn't good enough to help other people. But now I'm in the stage of my life where I'm like, you know what, a lot of people come to me um, and I want to get my story out there and see if 
anyone else resonates with my story and hopefully that will inspire them to start their own business or follow their dreams or whatever it is. Mm. And, and so how can students get in contact with you to um, yeah, understand and learn from your journey? Uh, yeah, they can email me, reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I love hearing, especially people that I like, come across. I still get lots of people like um, from my uni uh, reaching out to me um, and because I mentor there as well. So, yeah, and saying that like my story inspires them and I love it. So, yeah, I'm all ears. Anyone can reach out to me. Yeah, great. And just, just also on that point of mentorship, because I think a lot of students, um, again, hear the line, you know, you need to network or you also need to find a mentor and it can be, again, overwhelming trying to, to build those types of relationships. Um, have you got a funny story or, or something that you can share with our listeners around, you know, that first mentorship um, relationship that you had with your mentor and, and then also you becoming the, the mentor as well? Yeah, so I, I honestly, I did not have a mentor as such. Like I didn't go, okay, I need a mentor. And then like, I will contact them like once a month. Like I didn't have that. I, yep. And my uni did encourage that a lot. So um, I feel like there is a benefit to it. But I was like, kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I felt intimidated by it or the whole notion of having a mentor. I don't know what it is. But I felt like I have had mentors in the past where it was like unspoken that they were a mentor. Like it's just, yep. it, you know, like it's, it's, just, the, it's the just a sort of given like- The smile, the, you, yep, you're, yep. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're helping me <laughs> out. Like, saying, you know, you just know, like you don't have to yep. be like, you're my mentor. Yep. It's, it's just like, you know, this person's helped you before or like giving you advice. And, you know, they've said to you, oh, um, whenever you need help or advice, just come to me. And then like, it ends up being a mentorship, right? And I've had a few of those in the past and, they were not all necessarily within my space. It was just probably someone that like I really looked up to or, you know, I really admired or like the sort of, you know, drive that they have. I always see what sort of, um, how driven they are and like what their motivations are if you share the same values. So I guess I've had a few of those over the years, but I never, now that I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, they were my mentor, but I never like said, oh, you're my mentor, you're it. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Um, and then in terms of mentoring, so this is a funny story too. <laughs> uh, so uh, at RMIT, I had a subject, I think, I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it was called Applied Entrepreneurship. But anyway, I didn't do so well in it was at RMIT and I actually failed it. So I had to sit it again and then I, I passed, but I, I didn't get really good marks. But then I think RMIT saw that I had my own business and they asked me to mentor that subject. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I failed. Yeah. So they, they actually said, can you help us mentor students with this subject? And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. But I just found that so hilarious. I was like, I actually failed this course. Because <laughs> it was a lot, like, it, I felt like it was a lot of theory. So yep. I'm not a theory person. I just like to go and do things, you know. I don't know. That's how I learned was just doing it. And if I made a mistake, I'd be like, okay, I won't do that again. Um, but yeah, so I, I mentored this subject and I had a group of students and they ended up getting HD. So. Hey, yeah. there you go. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and I love that. I, again, I love that story and, and your perspective on that because it's like, you know, not everyone is theory based learning and not everyone no. will thrive in a, in a theory environment. And you have obviously taken your, 
learnings from being a flight attendant and the things that you enjoy and what you're passionate about and just take an action, which is, which is really cool to see. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of listeners on the show um, who perhaps resonate with that process as well of going, well, you know, academic, yes, it's important in some areas, but a lot of the time it's about, you know, getting out in the world, meeting people, taking action and, and really manifesting what, what's important to you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, as I said before, I felt like I wasn't, you know, I, you know, to get into McGraw, I, I knew I was smart, so I knew that, but I, like, I wasn't the top student or anything like that, and I really did struggle with, you know, theory-based learning and just, you know, just, uh, I felt like I learned more by doing things, and I, I really, I guess, flourished and grew as a person once I was traveling and just going out there and meeting people and that's when I felt like comfortable with myself I was like okay this is this is what I'm good at you know like um and then my business really uh it, it allowed me to play to my strengths I guess um and then that's when I was like oh yeah I am good at something so sometimes you still doubt yourself you know um but I I just always look look at how far I've come and I'm like yeah I did that so um, it can be discouraging when you're, uh, when you feel like you're not good at anything or you don't know what you're good at, but, um, eventually it will come to you and you'll just naturally discover it, um, just by living life, I guess. Mm. Great advice to finish on. Thank you so much, Emil, for, um, joining us on our um, show and any parting advice for any young students who want to start their own business? Just start. That's all I'm going to say. doesn't, doesn't have to, you know, you could be waiting for the perfect moment, perfect business plan, whatever it is, I feel like you should just start. Because um, I feel like people build up the launch in their heads so much and it has to be like a certain way. And then, and then I feel like they delay it, you know, like, and then it's just more time passes by. When they could have just started it, it wouldn't have been like a massive deal as it was in their head. And then they could have just been doing things and they, you know, um, learning more as they go on. So I feel like if anyone wants to start their business, you can start it now while you're in school. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing a side thing. Just start it. Yeah, awesome. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend, classmate, or even a family member who you think will benefit so we can help even more individuals develop a meaningful career. Thank you.